Thanks for joining me on another edition of Private Club Radio. So happy you're here today. I'm joined on this episode by Dan Schmitz. Dan is the owner of KE Camps. What KE Camps does is they go into private clubs all across the country and host summer camps for the membership. They take away the hassle. They take away the logistics. They take away the stress from running activities and programs at your club for the youth at your club. We're going to have a lot of fun chatting with Dan on this subject. We'll cover things like trends and activities that youth are getting into, the reasons hosting programs like Dan's actually raise the visibility of your club and the community, and make your club a more family-friendly space. And Dan lays out the pros and cons of having an outside organization like his come into your club and host these types of activities. So if you've ever thought about having a summer camp or summer activities at your club, this is an episode you'll want to listen to. Now, before we get into that interview, I have some events and announcements to make for you. Firstly, from the Professional Club Marketing Association, they're now offering all their members leadership and professional development coaching as part of their annual membership. This resource is offered on a quarterly basis, and their session will be held on Tuesday, February 9th. For more information, visit askpcma.org forward slash join to get started today. And the PCMA also wants to remind you to visit their booth in San Diego at the CMAA Business Expo on February 23rd and 24th. They're going to be in booth number 314. And from the National Club Association, their 2016 National Club Conference is coming to Chicago May 19th through the 21st. This is the 13th annual National Club Conference, and it's the premier event that convenes industry leaders for educational programming on topics impacting private clubs across the country. The National Club Conference is also conveniently scheduled to allow participants to attend the National Restaurant Show in 2016. Visit nationalclub.org for more information. If you have an industry event or announcement to make, visit privateclubradio.com and go to the contact section of the website and you can fill out the form and add in your details of that event. We'd love to put you on the show. Okay, so I'm happy to bring on Dan Schmitz to the show. Dan is the owner of KE Camps. He received his BS in health and physical education from St. Cloud University and went on to spend many years working with children in both school and summer camp settings. Dan has worked as a teacher and athletic director at several public and private schools throughout the country. He also spent 10 years at a summer camp where he held a variety of positions, including tennis specialist, soccer director, teenage head counselor, and group leader. Prior to taking over KE Camps, Dan worked as the full-time assistant director at a premier co-ed sleepaway camp in the Poconos. Now, Dan's also a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan, so be careful if you're a Bears fan, Packers fan, Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> Dan, welcome to Private Club Radio. Dave, Gabe, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's great to have you. So tell me a little bit about KE Camps. How did the company get started and what types of services do you guys provide? Sure. Well, the, the company was started in 1999 um, and it was started at one country club with a family who requested that a camp be run at their country club. And the, the, the man who started KE Camps thought it was a great idea, ran the camp the first year and said, this is something that might stick. And I think that with the idea of clubs going family friendly, even back in the late 90s, um, I think that 
he saw something there and started emailing and, and calling clubs and saying, Hey, you know, would you like, we be, would you be interested in, in a camp? And, and the idea was, was taken by a lot of people. And, um, you know, that, that was 1999 fast forward 16 years. Um, my wife and I purchased the company about six years ago and we've grown from one camp in, in 1999 to, Six years ago, 35 camps to 2015. We have a, we're going to run about 90 camps this summer. That's amazing. So are you in 90 different camps across the country? Yeah, we're in about 90 different country clubs as of now. And we hope to just continue to, to grow the business. Are there any certain pockets of the country that you have a little bit more uh, market share? Or uh, are, you, are you pretty much spread out all over the country? Yeah, as of last year, we were in about 32 states. Um, wow. And we, yeah, we'll probably increase that a little bit each year. Um, that doesn't really matter to us, but we just want to make sure it's it's a good fit for the club. But yeah, you know, I think Texas, California, uh, the Northeast, those are some of our more popular areas um, that we find to that, that people are looking for this kind of experience in their club. Do you have any competition in this space or is there any other uh, camps out there that are coming into country clubs and running camps? Uh, very little competition in that na for a national organization. There is certainly some competition locally in some markets that we have, whether it's a, a daycare provider or, you know, a school teacher being hired by the country club. So the, the competition is is local, but not on a national scale as of yet. No, that makes sense. Yeah, what, what would you say does separate you from the competition? Why would one of these clubs actually hire you guys, um, even if you're coming from out of state rather than someone they have local? That's a great question. And that's a question that I have to answer quite often to a lot of general managers. And it makes sense. The question does make sense is why would I hire someone who's sitting in New Jersey when my club is in California? Um, and the answer, well, there's, there's several answers, I think. Um, I think that we're, we're very good at what we do. We, we run camps year round. My wife and I, who own K camps, come from the, from the camping industry. So we really understand what it means to run a summer camp and, and to run it the right way. Um, we also are excellent at, at staffing. So not only do we know the programming side of things, we really understand how to staff appropriately, how to train those staff to run a camp at a country club. Um, and we're able to really separate ourselves in the program in that what we can offer uh, are just great programming ideas. Um, you know, we, like I said, with the staff that we hire, they're going to, they're local teachers and, and they're, they're very excited to be working at a summer camp. Uh, and it's, I, I think that sets us apart. You know, I think the, just the, the experience that we, that we bring to the table and, and they also understand that we do work with so many clubs and very high end clubs across the country, uh, which certainly helps. That makes sense. Now, of course, clubs could run their own camps. Uh, I know there's got to be some pros and cons to having you guys, KE camps, come into their club rather than running it themselves. Yeah. Um, what were some of those pros and cons? Well, I would say some of the, the pros. So if, if you're a country club who has a full-time kids club director, which, you know, several clubs do, some of the very high-end clubs who, are, can, who can afford to bring in a full-time, you know, person that can run the, the kids club and, and, you're, and you're, you know, developing they have professional development for that person and they're already operating a camp and they're, and they're making a lot of money or they're getting a lot of revenue from their camp. That's great. And, and that's, you know, there's no reason to bring a KE camps in, you know, when, when you have that going for yourself. But some of the cons would be, I, I can't even tell you, Gabe, that how many phone calls I get per year from a membership director at a country club that says to me, 
I'm having to run the summer camp here <laughs> and oh, no. it's taking away from my time. Yeah. A, I just, I don't have the time. I'm, my focus should be, you know, member retention, new membership. And now I'm focusing on a summer camp. I'm hiring staff, I'm hiring counselors, I'm dealing with the problems. Um, so a lot of the clubs are making either their golf or tennis pro run the camp or their membership director. And they just don't have the skill set to really run a safe camp uh, for for their members' children. And I think that's, you know, a huge con is, is making these people do something they're not comfortable with uh, or maybe that they're not skilled at. And I think that's a major con for them. I got to imagine there's got to be some certifications uh, and things like that that they'd be missing as well that you guys, I'm sure, have. Absolutely. You know, all of our staff are CPR, first aid certified, you know, background sex offender check. Not that these people aren't at the clubs. Uh, you know, there's a lot of state licensing issues that a lot of clubs simply either don't know about or choose to ignore, which is, you know, which is their prerogative. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot that goes into camp. And and I think that going back to the professional development part of it, you know, we we're in this, you know, 12 months a year. We really know um, how to train a staff appropriately to work with children. Um, you know, when, when you're using a golf or tennis pro, yeah, they might be good with kids, but do they know the kids well enough to understand why is this camper sitting out of the activity? You know, is this camper shy or, or what's the best way for me to have this camper make new friends and really bring them out of their shell, make them feel safe at camp? And a lot of these membership directors or golf and tennis pros don't have those skills and it's not their fault. That's not what they're brought on to do. And and I think that's a really major component of what we do and, and how we train our staff. It makes sense. I am a great graphic designer, a great marketer, a great brander, and I am a horrible plumber and I am <laughs> my wife will laugh I can barely pound a nail straight so I'm not very much help around the house either I, I hire out when I need to and I, and I think that's an important distinction to me I think that's a great idea and a very very uh, great that's a great comparison <laughs> <laughs> all right Dan lots of clubs run their own camps what's the major difference of bringing in a KE camps or an outside vendor like you guys I think uh, the major difference is that I've seen a lot of clubs run their own camp. And what that means to a lot of clubs is that the campers go from golf to tennis to lunch to pool, and they're not really gaining any camp skills. Um, and what what happens in those situations is that the tennis pro can't wait to get rid of the kids and, you know, pawn them off on the golf pro. The golf pro can't wait to get rid of those kids and put them in at lunch. And then the kitchen staff says, you know, can't wait to get out of here, go to the pool. And the kids are kind of being shuffled around. And, and I think not only is it a little dangerous, um, the kids aren't, like I said, learning these camp skills, which, which I think is, are really important. So when we run a camp, yes, they're going to get golf, tennis, pool, and we're going to feed them. Uh, and those are all, you know, side benefits. And, and those are things that are great, but what we focus on are what we call our camp skills, like social development, uh, teaching the kids independence and self-confidence, you know, teamwork, how to make friends and, you know, things like navigating group dynamics. I think those are the things that, I think that's the big difference between what a club can do and what a professional company like KE Camps can bring to the table. Fantastic. Are these clubs offering your camps as a service to their membership, or is this simply a revenue generator for the clubs as well? Great question. And, and it's typically the member service is number one. Uh, if, if you're looking to outsource your summer camp, then let's put it this way. If you're looking to outsource your summer camp and to make a revenue, 
those things don't match up that well unless you're going to bring in 50 kids, 60 kids, and you're going to charge four to $500 a week. And those clubs are very few and far between. So the member service is typically the major thing that clubs are looking to, to bring. Um, so a lot of conversations I have with general managers, they will tell me first and foremost, I don't need to make money. Uh, I just can't lose money. And I want to offer a great member service that maybe the club down the street who are competitors, who are competitors aren't offering. So what, you know, when you bring in a professional company like KE camps or bring in another company to run your summer camp, that's just one more thing that you're offering to the members because in, you know, nowadays, as you probably know, the country club industry is, is focused on the family friendly activities. Absolutely. Um, you know, 20 years ago it was about golf and pretty much that was it. Now you'll see these clubs are building pools. They're offering, you know, day night for parents. They're, they're doing all sorts of fun things, you know, gingerbread making the brunch with Santa, all these great things that are very family focused. Um, and so, you know, the member, the member service is really number one for them. They, they have to keep up with the Joneses and it's a really, really important aspect these days. Yeah. Last episode, we were just chatting with Rick Coyne from the Professional Club Marketing Association. He was kind of laying out his 360 approach where it's absolutely, it's all about families now. It's not an old boys club like it used to be, at least in the majority of clubs nowadays. And of course, uh, the the ladies in the family are the ones actually driving a lot of the purchasing decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are. And and we see that as well. You know, we, we get a lot of phone calls and and that's that's exactly where it's going. Rick is absolutely right. From what I see, of course, there's there's always those clubs out there that are, are still very golf focused. You know, your Augusta Nationals in Pebble Beach. Obviously, we won't be running summer camps at places like that, nor would we want to. Um, so there's certainly some clubs out there that are that are still golf focused. But yeah, for the most part, everything is about family these days. Now, I know back a few years when Michael Phelps, he was swimming and winning all those Olympic gold medals, kids got really into swimming and everybody, at least here in Florida, all the kids were wanting to be joining swim teams and all that sort of thing. So I'm sure there's a lot of trends. What are some of the trendy camps or some of the activities that kids are really looking to get into now? Great question. I I would say that, you know, we have seen that cooking has been become a very, very popular activity at camp. So what we try to do is not only do we, do we sometimes have the sous chef or the head chef work with the kids, maybe one hour a week to make a snack or, or to, you know, make their own pizzas. We also infuse a lot of things like no bake, no bake cooking for our camps, such as iron chef is one of our, our staples in our program or cupcake wars. The kids really get into, uh, the food aspect. I think that's become very popular. We've, we've done a lot of martial arts. Um, we're actually also a, a big component of our program is now community service projects. Wow. Um, and parents have really taken to this. I can't tell you how many phone calls and emails we've received about, about their, their campers coming home and continuing what we're working on in camp. Um, whether that's, you know, raising money for Alex's lemonade stand or for, you know, project Mori, which sends kids to camps who maybe can't afford it. These kids are really grasping that and the parents are really taking to that and, and it makes us feel good. You know, the world that we're in today, all the, everything in the news is awful. Um, but these kids are really hungry to help others, which we think is important, especially in the country club industry where, you know, a lot of these kids have the benefit of growing up in a really nice household. And it's great for them to be able to learn to give back to other kids. 
That's a really important distinction. And I, I would have to think that it sort of goes along with their parents are really uh, becoming the millennial generation or the ones who are the parents <laughs> these days. And millennials, <laughs> but millennials are very socially conscious uh, and they're probably instilling some of those values in their children, I would, I would imagine. So that's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So what are some of the big picture benefits of operating a camp? Well, uh, there's a lot of big picture stuff. I mean, especially for the country club itself. You know, I, I think that exposing your club to maybe guests of members is a, is a long-term, you know, maybe I can pick up a member or two this year. You, you, when you're dropping off, you're picking up at the country club. That means you're, that, you're, you're spending time at the club. And I think you know, you're looking for big picture stuff. That's going to be, how can we gain more membership? How can we expose our club to people who might be great candidates to join our club? And, and that's one of them. Also, one of the big picture benefits is that you're creating a family-friendly atmosphere. Uh, you you want to create this shared experience between the members and create a sense of community within the club. And I think when you do that, people are more likely to return to the club, to use the club more often. Um, your F&B, you know, might see a boost because of that. Uh, and you want to get those kids to feel connected to the club because that's your future member right there. Um, and so some of these long-term and, and bigger picture things may not happen for 10, 15, 20 years, but you have to dig in and you have to, you know, you have to give it that chance to, to develop. Are there any new markets that you're planning on getting into or new programs you're going to be launching in 2016? Uh, well, we're, we're always trying to expand. Let's put it that way, whether that's, you know, operating camps out of, you know, churches and schools or looking at overseas, those types of things we're always looking into. Um, but as of this moment, no, we're sticking to what we do very well. Okay. Okay. Um, so no, no new activities being added or new types of camps that are happening? Um, not, not, as, not as of this moment. You know, we're, always, we're always expanding our program. We're always trying to kind of go with the times and, and, and use what's out there as far as what's popular with kids these days, as far as like we talked about cooking and community service. So we're always trying to evolve our program to make sure that it doesn't get stale. Um, and that in itself is a, a huge job for us to do. Uh, so we kind of are, are sticking with that for now. Yeah, that works. So how can people find out more information about KE Camps? Um, they can always visit our website, uh, which is kecamps.com. Um, if it's, a, you know, if the club is interested, they can always email me, call me for a, um, for a proposal. And that's probably the best way to, to get a hold of us, either phone or email. From first contacting you to when you're actually putting that camp in their club, what's usually the, the time frame? The time frame? Well, <laughs> so that depends on, on whether or not the club has a, a, a board. And because what happens with the boards is they're typically made up of several attorneys who want to pick through the contract and change a few words here and there to make their own. So that could take up to, you know, a week to a month. Um, but if its club is ready to go and, and we get out a contract to them, they return it within about four or five business days. We have their webpage ready for them. We have all their marketing materials ready for them. Uh, we have everything ready to go, meaning our customer service line is open. In our office, all of our full-time employees have learned about the club, um, about where the kids you know, are meeting at the club. So we, we kind of, you know, I guess, consider ourselves experts in all these clubs and really get to know it so that the parents feel very comfortable um, knowing that the club is partnered with us, quote unquote partner, because I think that's an important thing where 
they're not just outsourcing, but they're partnering with someone who really cares about their members as well. Well, that's excellent. So here's a, a strange question that I ask all my guests. Sure. But if you, I'm sure Dan have been to a lot of private clubs out there around the country. I have. And if our audience had to put one club on their bucket list to visit, based on your experience, what would that one club be and why? Wow. Out of the clubs that I visited. Oh, man. It's you not know, an easy I, question. <laughs> it's not an easy question. I visited so many. I, I think that when I came home, I, I took a trip to California two years ago to visit a, a lot of country clubs. Um, and when I came home, I remember telling my wife that, you know, I think if we lived in California, I would belong to, uh, to me, a Renda country club was, was gorgeous, um, which is up in, you know, near the Bay Area. Um, Sharon Heights Country Club and, and Menlo Country Club down or out in California were, were beautiful as well. And those were, they're both in uh, Silicon Valley out there. And the, I think that those are the three that I was really most impressed with as far as just natural beauty. Um, as far as playing the courses, because I don't get to actually play these courses because I'm meeting with the general manager, I wouldn't know that. But I think just out of sheer beauty, those are the three that kind of, you know, come to mind. That works, Dan. So I invite everyone to check out kecamps.com to get a little bit more information about Dan and KE Camps and what they can do for your club. Dan, thanks so much for chatting with us. It was wonderful to have you on. Thanks, Gabriel. Have a great day. You too. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Private Club Radio, but be sure and come back next week. We're going to be speaking with Lynn LaFond DeLuca. Lynn is the executive director of the Association of Club Catering Professionals. I think we're going to have a lot of fun on that episode. I'm a bit of a foodie, and if you are, I think you're really going to enjoy it. But don't worry if you're not, we'll still have a lot of fun. We're going to cover what that association is doing for this industry and for those working as club catering professionals. So I hope to see you there. But until next time, here's to your membership success.